just uh, enjoying my Father's Day so far. Nice. What is uh, what does that entail for you today? You know, I got up and we had a ball. Uh, um, I'm looking for the right word. I guess a failed attempt, a failed attempt at cinnamon rolls. But I like that. You know, I can come up here and, and do this because, like, on Mother's Day. I couldn't do this because it's like, well, you have to spend time with your family on Mother's Day. And it's like the Father's Day was like, well, I can do what I want. This is what I want to do. Spend this is, time. This is my day. It's away it's from the Father's my Day. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny that I'm allowed to do this and no one can tell me no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll be up here for God. as long as I want. Well, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of us doing this, because it's what you want to do, um, yeah. I, I got some news. I, well, first <sighs> off, how do I sound? Do I sound okay? Do I sound echoey? It's a little more echoey than normal. Okay, well, I am in, once again, another new satellite studio Whoa. location because, Tim, we have moved. Wow, amazing. I am, I am in my brand new studio slash office space, uh, sans any treating, sans yeah. any, like, sound absorption. Um, I am... Uh, talking into a wall right now because <laughs> Tim, I brought over my desk, I brought over my laptop, I brought over my my second monitor, brought over everything. I even brought over. Uh, I don't have uh, anything running through it yet. I have a new mic and I have a roadcaster from work Dang. Uh, that uh, that I'm gonna like try out and maybe get my own. You yeah. know what I forgot to bring over? Headphones. My oh, fucking chair. So uh. I am sitting on the floor right now. <laughs> well, that's what I used to do in uh, satellite uh, studio number, I don't know, four or five. It was a while back in the closet. <laughs> I was just on the floor. So yeah. like wrecking my back for two hours yeah. every Sunday. I'm, I'm just sitting cross-legged right now on the carpet, <laughs> talking, talking into my desk so that I'm not shouting. Uh, in the direction of my wife. I, I don't know what would end up being better because I feel like this way I'm talking into the wall and I, there's part of the wall. It doesn't come to a 90 degree angle. It kind of like has a, a 45 degree angle like mm -hmm. wall like in the middle. So I feel like talking into that or talking into one of those corners would kind of kill some of the sound, right? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. That I don't sounds know. Okay. Did you say? Did you say Grace was there? Yeah. Okay. Well, is anything else there? I guess she's probably not just sitting in an empty room, like waiting. No, for I mean we we moved all of our oh, big stuff over there. on Friday. Okay. We are we are here. Okay. We are living. Yeah, wow. we are New we are house. sleeping here now. Yeah. Um, I don't have any of my clothes over here yet, so that's got to be something we got to go do today. Uh, all right. Should we get going? Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. All right. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Holloway. And today we will be talking about Season 7, Episode 2, Vehicular Fellatio. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, the Season 7 premiere, Funkhauser's Crazy Sister. We didn't have any homework, and there's no trivia or tidbits or continuity errors or anything that I could find. So there is, uh, there's that. That's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, wow. I know. Okay. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, do we have any? You said no continuity. Either? Yeah. No. No. Not that I. Not that I came right. across. Yeah. Right. And uh, and and no no news. We do have a little bit of news, actually. Uh, okay. All H right. Good. H I know. <laughs> well, we did enough bullshit at the beginning, but for uh, for non patrons, yeah, it's going to look really. Yeah. They're like, wow, they got right to the episode, but. Um, I know you'll talk about that in a second. But HBO announced the release and the estimated arrival date of July 2nd to the 6th of Curb Your Enthusiasm Monopoly. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, here's their product description. <laughs> Navigate the absurdities of everyday life with the ultimate game for Larry David fans. This exclusive Curb Your Enthusiasm Monopoly lets players buy, sell, and trade well-known locations from the crit critically acclaimed HBO comedy such as Larry's House, Ocean View Country Club, and more. Travel the board with custom tokens based on iconic objects such as golf clubs or a director's chair to upgrade properties with improvements and renovations. So I guess, is improvements and renovations the hotel and the houses and hotels? That's kind of yes. dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, oh, because oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, of course, is well known for uh, you know Larry's improvements and renovations throughout the run <laughs> of the... What? 
endure the stare down. I mean, it's yeah. not necessarily known for his uh, improvements and renovations, but how many fucking houses has he? That's lived true, in? and he always he always has service people over. I mean, we've had a TiVo guy. We've had well, the exterminator wasn't doing work, but um, and we've he had a housekeeper, and he had her like handyman husband as well. Uh, I'm sure I could think of other service people that he encountered. Oh, um, well, his AV guy, his audiovisual guy that he fired, but still, he yeah. was he was there. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's maybe that's what they're thinking. It's just a weird thing. <laughs> I'm sure, like, like so, our our buddy that sent us this uh, that clued me into it, John Lord Condog or or uh, John Con Lord Dog. What is? <laughs> um, he had what I thought was a great because I was looking at the board and it's like, uh, do you know? It's go and free parking and jail. And I'm like, why didn't they change those to maybe there's like a monopoly rule where if you have a licensed, you know, the the, the whatever, a licensed version of the game, those those squares have to be the classic monopoly policeman from the 1920s, jailer, for, or guy in jail from the 1920s or whatever. But so uh, uh, John said they should have renamed jail in a coma. And the way you get there is drawing the unlucky donate a kidney to Richard Lewis card. So instead of oh my god, so instead of go to jail, it's a picture of Richard <laughs> Lewis, and it's like give a kidney to Richard Lewis, go directly to a coma. <laughs> and I thought that was a great idea because they didn't really they didn't really do anything with that. So there's this, I guess, treasure chest and um, what, oh, community chest and, and what was the other? Anyway, the the two cards are the stare down and pretty 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 good and be the last everyman with custom curb currency to win contains a game board. Six tokens, 27 title deed cards, 16 stare down cards, 16 pretty, 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 pretty good cards. So there's actually four pretties in there. 32 houses renamed improvements, 12 hotels renamed renovations, pack of money, two dice, and the rules. So let me see if I can go around the board and kind of see some of these um, custom named. Oh my God. I would love it if they just printed the rules like as its own book and just throw in Larry's like rules of society yeah. that he expects everyone <laughs> that to would be amazing. abide by. That would be absolutely amazing. Okay. So you start at Go, which has not been branded at all. And the first two properties you hit are the car dealership and the bowling alley. And then you get the movie theater. Ah, yes. Classic location, <laughs> both appearing in one <laughs> episode in the first six episodes. Uh, the movie theater, where he does go a lot. They do go to the movies a lot, you got to admit. Uh, and then Thor's Antique Shop. I'm like, is Thor the wrestler going to come back up and he owns an antique shop? I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, Playa Mariposa Resort. I have no idea. Maybe that's from a future episode. Uh, the Ugly Section. I do know that's a future episode. Latte Larry's. Again, I know that's a huge future episode. Uh, Ark, even. Oh, the Al Abbas Chicken. I know that's in the future as well. Yoga Class. So I guess uh, Larry does a little bit of yoga. Oh, the Gym. Eye Doctor. The Dentist. Therapist. Courthouse. Softball Field in Central Park. So I guess uh, softball comes back up. Young Larry set. So I guess, Something yeah, maybe he gets a yet. show called Young Larry or something. New York Apartment, <laughs> Leon's Guest House, Larry's Office, Jeff and Susie's House. So, you know, now we're at the big, and here's Boardwalk and Park Place. Boardwalk, Boardwalk and Park Place are Ocean View Country Club and the Network Office, which I would put Larry's Office in that section, not the Network Office, although maybe, it, maybe it'll make more sense as we get to that episode, but I don't know what what network they're talking about uh let me see they have oh a not oh so the the income tax square is anonymous donation which is hilarious and it says wing donated by anonymous ah. <laughs> <laughs> um love that so the, the railroads are city bus lane lewis's convertible car jeff's classic car the one that larry wrecked that we haven't seen since and larry's hybrid car which i like um another the, the other income tax square whatever that is is alimony so I'm sure that'll come up later. Um, we have a Gotta Go app uh, on there, which you pay 150 to land on. I'm sure that I think that comes up later. I think that comes up this season, actually, if I remember. Uh, female urinal. That's another square that'll cost you 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty entertaining. And then all the money has your favorite curb stars on it. it. Looks like Larry's on the 500. Jeff's on the 100. Cheryl's on the 20. It looks like Susie might be on the 50, which is interesting. Can't tell who's mm, on the five. Leon might be on the 10. I can't tell who's on the five. Yeah, everything, uh, and, the, and then the, the tokens are, I can't tell what the, there's a box, it's like a, a cooler or something, I have no idea. Director's chair, golf clubs, uh, Larry's car, his glasses, and a latte Larry's mug. 
I have no idea what the box is, but I guess whoever chooses their token last has to be the the cooler. No idea. <laughs> yeah, and so here's a stare down card. Advance to Larry's Hybrid. Stay between the lines. Don't be a pig parker. Advance to Larry's Hybrid car. If you pass go, collect $200. A pretty, pretty, pretty good card says, invent the car periscope. Receive $100. He talked about the car periscope once, right? Didn't Wasn't that on an episode that we saw so you can see uh, over the cars in front of you and see what Maybe? I feel like it? Oh, oh I see. Lewis God, is on the five. I... Lewis is on the five. That does not look like Leon, but I'm guessing it's Leon on the... Yeah, I guess that is on the, on the 10. Yeah, Susie on the 50. Larry on the 500. It's your standard Monopoly, just rebranded, just like all those, uh, you know, special editions of Monopoly. But it looks pretty, pretty fun. Uh, besides that, I don't think we had any other news. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if you have never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show, despite the last, oh, I don't know. Let me get back to it. 29 minutes? How do we still get 29 <laughs> minutes? What the know. hell? We had nothing. What were we talking about? Uh, despite the last 29 minutes of... Uh, bullshit. We like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episodes. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim has never seen these episodes before in the last 14 years. If we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over anything, please send us an email or send us a tweet. It's at nohugging on Twitter or nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com. Both of those links are down in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. Uh, If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts podcasts or uh, a five-star rating over on Spotify. If you've already done that and maybe you like us a little bit more than that, you can join us over on Patreon where for five bucks a month you will get extended cuts of every single episode before everyone on the free feed. Again, that's for five bucks a month. I want to shout out everyone who has already taken us up on that offer like Drybones, Nate Collins, uh, Tamara Ortiz, the guys and gals over at the Idiotville podcast, John Murphy, <laughs> not Kathleen Murphy, Will Hall, Tim, you're going to get a kick out of this, Danica Ligorio, and J-Dog Conlord, <laughs> he he changed his name. Oh, he name. did? <laughs> he oh, changed his name on Patreon. Yes, he was J-Lord Conlord. <laughs> and now he's J-Dog Conlord. J- J-Dog Conlord. He changed he must- it. Because of what he heard us say. He must have heard me get it wrong that one time. And now I wonder if he'll change it to J-Con Lord Dog. J-Con Lord Dog. Well, only time will tell, right? Uh, Nick Kudla, Adam Webb, Webb, Megan Stolarski, and our newest patron, Michael Klatsky. Uh, Michael Klatsky, the first person to sign up for our $1 tier, which is... Purely our, our thank you tier. So I wanted to give a special thank you to Michael, even though he will not be getting the extended cut of the episode. I wonder if he knows <laughs> that. I, I thought I thought I made it I'm sure. clear in the description, but maybe maybe he's, I didn't. He's made his uh, choice. Michael, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Michael, thank you. Either way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of that being said, season seven, episode two, vehicular fellatio. Original air date, September 27th, 2009. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry deliberately tries to annoy Loretta against the advice of a renowned doctor and dooms Richard Lewis's new relationship. Uh, is the first part accurate, do you think? I don't think I don't it's put know. very I think it is, but I don't think it's put very well. I don't we'll, know. We'll discuss it at the end and try I, to make it better. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go through it like through the run of the of the show because I've got yeah. some thoughts on it's, it. It's correct in writing, but the spirit of what it's saying is not accurate, I feel like. Um, so I'm sure we can put that better when we get to the end. So we open at home, and Larry engages in two archaic activities. He first receives a GPS navigation device as a gift, <laughs> which I can't imagine anybody has done in the last 10 years. I hope not. Um, in the last 10 years? No, but this was 14 I know, years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like This was a great oh gift God. 14 years ago. Absolutely, oh absolutely, it was. And then once you tried to update it, and it just bricked itself. <laughs> that's that. That's when that gift idea yeah, stopped. Exactly. And yeah, we, they realized it's all on the phone. We don't need these anymore. I'm sure you can still buy them, but they're probably for people who like, oh. you know, who have like, uh, what are they called? Jitterbugs. <laughs> the yeah, jitterbug for sure. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're that. And like, man, it's like those navigation companies. Never thought, huh, new roads can be made? Because those updates were so fucking cumbersome. Yeah, to yeah. Do. You had to plug in with USB. You had to download it to your computer, 
pl- in the, plug in your your GPS device to your desktop or whatever you had a laptop and and then get and then it, it would install it that way but it was like yeah. yeah and sometimes they would just charge for basic yeah, updates yeah. and it's so dumb think, yeah like look I didn't ask for them to make a new road here <laughs> <laughs> but my tom tom saved my life so many times uh, I mean my dad got a tom tom and then he got me one for like you know and I didn't even want it I was like what do I need this for? I have MapQuest and a printer. <laughs> oh my god, that's so you, though, Tim. That yeah, is so yeah. you. Uh, well, I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. What What do I need this new technological <laughs> innovation for? I have the old way of I'm, doing. I it. I mostly just didn't want him to like because I knew those were expensive. I was like, buy me something I want. Don't buy me something that yeah. I need. Yeah. <laughs> But MapQuest and a printer was like, you know, that was th- that was the way, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he got me a TomTom, and then I, and I, of course, used it forever. It was awesome. And then I brought mm. it to, I bought a map of Ireland for like a hundred dollars, and I brought it to Ireland, and like we would not have survived. We wouldn't have made it back from our honeymoon because that's why. And I was like, it was the night before my wedding, and I'm like panicking trying to install this thing. I had to like re- uninstall America. Re- and, and then install Ireland on it because the the um, hard drive couldn't handle both. It couldn't hold both the memory. They didn't have enough memory to hold USA and Ireland. So I had to remove one map, put another one on. It wasn't working, and I was like talking to Tag, and I was like, I want a refund. This doesn't work. And then I finally figured out how to get it to work, and we took it over there, and like it literally <laughs> probably saved our, my life or our marriage or both, like because <laughs> it was cra- like we're driving on these like backwoods one lane gravel roads through Irish farmland in the middle of a thunderstorm at night uh, on the wrong side of the road. I'm like driving a, you know, on the, on the, I'm in the right, I'm in the passenger seat with a steering wheel. Like, uh, I'm like, this isn't, we never would have made it without that Tom Tom leading the way through Ireland. It was absolutely insane and, and so well needed. So yeah, this, these were, you know, I'm surprised Larry didn't already have one actually. But so not only does he get a GPS navigation device as a gift, but he's trying to open the plastic, which I feel like is a, common early 2000s trope kind of uh, like oh these things are so hard to open what do i do and it's like a you know he's like got, getting all, every knife and sharp object in his house out and stabbing it and and eventually ends up curb stomping it uh, and trying to get this thing open but it, that's as loretta is calling from the other room for him and she needs larry to a find out which channel e is even though there's a cable guide right there it's like just just scroll mm-hmm. the cable guide like you can, you can just yeah. look at it. Just you can just look it. at the left hand side of the screen. It should, should yeah. be there. Uh, and then she also needs Larry to take her to a hair and nail appointment. But he was trying to get a game of golf in, even though you know the doctor told him that he's probably not going to be playing much golf. You know, uh, he was trying anyway, and and sure enough, Loretta needs him to cancel that. And she is constantly playing the cancer card to Larry David. Anytime Larry is like, "Well, you know, I was going to do this," she's like, "Oh, I, well, I have cancer, so." I think I, I think my needs take and the, she's like, why, well, why can't you drive yourself? Well, I have cancer, and the do, these, I don't think the doctor will want me driving. He's like, well, should we call the doctor and ask him? I love the way he's like saying it as slowly as possible, so she might complete the thought for him, and he won't have to say it out loud to make her feel dumb. But no, sure enough, he has to say the whole thing, and she's like, she's like, no, you're you're driving me. Uh, he invites her out to dinner w- to meet Richard Lewis's new girlfriend with Jeff and Susie, and she asks if there's going to be any black people there, and he says no, and she says, why would I want to go? But then he goes, there may be people with cancer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, I got the first big laugh of the episode for me, and so she's not going, and he's not playing golf, and uh, as he leaves, Leon stops him on his way back downstairs to make Loretta's juice, by the way, and says his friend Alton is a big fan of Seinfeld. I noticed, interestingly enough, he did not call it the Seinfeld show. Leon. Are you sure? I thought he did. Well, he says he's a big fan of Seinfeld. Yeah, he fucking loves the show. But he never says the Seinfeld show. I was like... He doesn't call it the Seinfeld show? No, the first person in history. I know. First person in Curb history, for sure. Uh, And so he's like, can you call him on his birthday? He's got a really... You know, he's he's been kind of down, even though he's got a good-looking wife. I don't know why he'd be depressed, but... You know, I think this would really cheer him up and if you wish him a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. So downstairs, Larry is making Loretta's juice while Dr. Phil is on interviewing a doctor who counsels cancer patients to leave their toxic relationships in order to make their condition better. 
they leave these toxic relationships, just like leaving a toxic waste dump would, you know, just like toxic waste dumps cause cancer, toxic relationships make cancer worse. And so that's what that's what she does. And Larry is really in to this idea. And uh, I loved he, he's like watching her go over. She's like, oh, you know, these people, they're petty. They she's like listing all of Larry's personality traits. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I what I kind of took from this is maybe like less on its face. I, I kind of took that Larry assumes the doctor on TV is describing Loretta because Larry's uh... never thinking he's in the wrong. Larry's thinking the doctor is describing Loretta because she's impatient. She needs him upstairs yeah. right now. She's needy. She needs him to tell her where the E channel is. You so know you what think I mean? he's not so, that so, self-aware that he didn't? No, absolutely not. <laughs> See, I saw him as absolutely watching this going, that, that's me. Im- impatient. Uh, obnoxious. I liked obsesses over meaningless details at the expense of a harmonious relationship. <laughs> no, I definitely uh, took it as though... Larry's not self-aware in this situation. Yeah. Well, whatever the case, he realizes that this could be his way out. So he tells Loretta that, and this is in between seeing her on TV. He has called her office and made an appointment before he went right back upstairs. He, he was able yeah. to get a, get in like right away uh, as she's on Dr. Phil. And so he tells Loretta he made an appointment with her. And she's like, oh, well, I already have a doctor. I guess he's lucky that she's in LA, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, well, where'd you hear about him from? Uh, my friend. Which friend? Phil? Phil who? Creeton? <laughs> Phil Creeton? <laughs> uh, I liked that exchange as well. So they're driving, or Larry's driving, and he calls Alton, and Larry does say Larry David from the Seinfeld show. So we're right back on track with the way we refer to it. You know, in order to just make small, I mean, this really is like, this is early cameo. Leon kind of came up with cameo because he gave. Yeah, he, he, did, he gave actually. Larry like three bits of information. Four. His name's Alton. It's his birthday. He's got a good-looking wife, and he's been kind of depressed lately. And Larry just like cold reads all of those, like anybody who's ever gotten a cameo <laughs> knows the celebrity does. Oh, hi, it's Larry David from the Seinfeld Show. Happy birthday, uh, your buddy Leon. Oh, that's five bits of information. Sorry, your buddy Leon says he's been kind of down lately. Even though you got a good-looking wife, I don't know why anybody would be down. Anyway, uh, but because this is not a, ca- a recorded video cameo, it's an actual phone call, um, which they do do, right? I think you can pay some people like thousands of dollars and they'll actually do a real phone call. Am I right about that? Yeah, I think, I think some so. of them. I think. Yeah. Um, like, why not make as much money off of that as you can? <laughs> um, so, but I, I just made that connection to my head just now that he got five bits of information. He works them all into 30 seconds, just like a cameo. But Alton gets offended. By Larry mentioning he has a good-looking wife and that he heard about it from Leon. Uh, you know, why is he talking about him? They're probably fucking. And so, but Larry just kind of exits the the phone call on that note. Uh, so he was on his way to Josie, which was at 2424 Pico Boulevard in Santa Monica. It was a steakhouse that was open for 14 years. So I guess it opened in 20, uh, 2001. But it closed in 2015 for, as L.A. Eater called it, an overdue remodel. And then, uh, from my understanding, it never reopened because then L.A. Eater reported uh, the very next year in 2016 that a group was opening uh, a new restaurant there, including a chef uh, whose last name, I think his name is Ray Lunetta, Ralph Lunetta, something like that. So it is now, I guess that uh, restaurant has been open since 2016 because now it is called Lunetta at Night, uh, that building there, whatever's there. And uh, Larry is there meeting Richard Lewis's new girlfriend with Jeff and Susie, but Jeff grabs him as he walks in. Because uh, they just got seated, but Jeff was kind of hanging at the bar waiting for Larry. And he tells him that Richard Lewis's girlfriend blew him in the car on the way over. I like Larry's first response. Oh, how Gentile. <laughs> 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 and Larry, though, as, as impressed as he is, doesn't approve of any job while driving. Not He's like, it's worse than texting and driving. And he won't even say a hand job is acceptable because that's it's all distracting. To Larry, and uh, they head over to the table, and Larry won't drink. I thought I, I thought for the bulk of this episode, until somebody says it more clearly, that she introduced herself as Devin. I was like, oh, okay, Devin. Oh, no, like, she says Beverly. I heard Devin the very first time. I was like, all right, Devin, really? every single time, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, I don't know, D-E-V-A-N or I-N or something, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea why I heard Devin and not Beverly, but 
she yeah, she's drinking know. this very uh, you know delicious martini whatever it is and she offers Larry a sip but he will not drink after her because <laughs> he knows that uh, she was blowing Richard Lewis on the way over and he tells Jeff and Susie about the GPS and that I thought this was this was a weird joke but Ted I, I hope you're happy because we talked about it just last episode but so Jeff and Susie are like get an exacto knife get a box cutter and Larry's like a box cutter who am I Muhammad Atta and I'm like you know. First of all, Ted, 9-11, you just asked, you just asked for Curb wow. to acknowledge 9-11, and they did. <laughs> and, and sure enough, they Very just next did. Episode. <laughs> it, 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 wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, the, the 10th anniversary yeah. of it, but oh my but God. But also, it seems like such a hack joke to me. It's like, yeah, that's right. The 9-11 terrorists were the only people to ever buy box cutters. Like, why? Only people. It's, it's, yep. It, ever in it's history. It's not even racist. It. It's just a dumb connection to make. It's like... Uh, buy a box cutter who am i buy a knife who am i jeffrey dahmer like what no just it's a normal thing to own i have one in my kitchen drawer right now like you should already have one <laughs> it's like it's that same type of like hack joke that you find in like ted lasso like the he's he's american and the whole reason he doesn't drink tea is like mm, no british i'm like wow all right that is some that is some good writing there. It's a little Ron Swanson-y too. Ron Swanson was the same, you know, Amer- America guy who like hated Europe. And uh, but yeah, it's just it's just it was just a weird aside. But I'm glad they did it because you specifically requested the curb acknowledge 9/11 happen. And there it is. I did. I did. The very next episode is going to be more perfect. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely no delay. Um, but Richard Lewis and Devin. I'm sorry. I wrote down Devin. I'm going to say it every time. Richard Lewis and Beverly. <laughs> good, good old, good old, old Deverly. Good old Devonly. They're going to see Last Tango in Paris. <laughs> Either Deverly or Bevan. Bevan. I, I don't know which you'd prefer. Like Bevan. <laughs> Bevan. There, we'll, we'll stick with Bevan. Uh, they're going to see Last Tango in Paris, Richard Lewis's favorite movie. Larry calls it crap. Pretentiousness masquerading as art. I love. What is his Brando impression? His what is it? Brando doing? impression was great. Ugh, put some butter up my ass. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Frankly, as someone who has not seen Last Tango in Paris, oh my god, I've never seen it either. But here's the thing about Last Tango in Paris: was it was such a phenomenon that it permeated all other pop culture. So even if you didn't see Last Tango in Paris, you saw ten parodies of it. So, like, for instance, my touchstone for Last Tango in Paris is the movie Hot Shots. Have you ever seen that with Charlie Sheen? Uh, it was no, like a I Naked haven't. Gun airplane style parody of movies like <laughs> Top Gun and Rambo and stuff like that. Uh, but one movie they parodied was Last Tango in Paris. Like, a, a very famous scene in Last Tango in Paris, which, by the way, I think is a problematic movie because the actress came out years later and said, you know, I, I, looking, like, I didn't approve of what they were doing to me in that movie, but also I felt like I couldn't speak up because of the atmosphere and the environment that the movie was made in. And so she was sort of hinting at the fact that she felt, you know, kind of sexually assaulted during the making of that movie. Uh, and some of that, and, and it like wound up on camera, like, and the director was like, Oh, just do this, just do this or whatever. And it was a, t- a time in Hollywood in the seventies or whatever that where, you know, maybe we'll do a little dive on, we ha- it's been a while since we've had some homework. I'll just, rather than talk out of my ass about this, like I love to do, Instead, I'll just um, <laughs> I'll put Last Tango in Paris on here. And but but one famous scene in that movie is they are making love and they like set up in front of the refrigerator and they do all sorts of weird stuff. Again, I know butter butter lube plays a huge part in in it. But but that scene was like parodied. It was so famous it was parodied like in in everything that came out uh, around the same time. So as like a ten year old kid, I'm watching Hot Shots and watching this weird parody of this i think it might have even been rated x or at least some releases were rated x like watching a weird parody of this movie that i'm like what the hell is why is this funny i mean it's kind of funny that like in hot shot she like shoots an olive out of her belly button into this guy's mouth and then he like cracks an egg and it like it starts <laughs> frying on her stomach he like fries an egg on her stomach oh god <laughs> um, so yeah uh but i so i loved his like because that's the put some butter up my ass <laughs> And then as they're leaving, I feel like I'm doing a very like old Stewie Griffin impression. Like, is that just kind of Brando? Is it just kind of Brando's probably, aesthetic? Probably. I could old old Stewie. I've never Griffin. heard uh, Seth talk about his his touchstones for each impre- You know, because because 
you know, um, what's his name? Peter even has that kind of, eh, eh, see? He has that kind of delivery, like that old style kind movie, of, yeah. movie star gangster kind of delivery. Uh, I wonder if Stewie's comes from like a modified Brando impression because he's kind of like an evil genius or whatever, you know, like he has that mad yeah. scientist kind of hmm. kind of thing about it. It might be a little uh, Peter Laurie too that like, um, I can't even do his. Peter Laurie was like, um, he was again from like the 1940s or whatever, but he was parodied a lot on, on Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Yes, Yes, he, he was like that kind of guy. But uh, as they're leaving, uh, Bevan goes in for a kiss and Larry recoils like a dog who has oh been my beaten. God. Like, <laughs> he recoils. Recoils like somebody like holding up a stick in front of a dog that's been smacked by a stick too many times. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, her kiss attempt is rebuffed and she just has to say something at this point. She's like, you know, you've been weird the whole time and she just is not into it. And she's like, what is going on? But behind Bevan, Jeff is imploring Larry with unspoken cues not to reveal the reason that Larry didn't want to drink after her and kiss her. Uh, And so he makes up a story about having a cold sore. That's after uh, Bevan storms off. And that's what he tells Richard Lewis. So she doesn't know the reason. Uh, So over at a hardware store, Larry is buying an X-Acto knife. And Leon has tracked him down at the hardware store. This to me was a hilarious exchange because he's like, "What'd you say? Why'd you say his wife was good looking? He, now he thinks we're fucking." And Larry's like, "Why do you tell him why?" Because uh, Leon's like, "Why'd you tell him I'm fucking his wife?" He's like, "Tell him, tell him you're not." He's like, "But I am fucking his wife." <laughs> <laughs> I love that exchange. <laughs> and Larry's like, "Why do you have to go after all these married women?" And he's like, "Hey, Larry, ass is ass." And Larry's like, "Ass is not ass. Ass is not ass. You don't have to tap every ass." You don't have to tap every ass. I loved that line, too. So he'll try to, you know, Leon's got to clean it up and, and, you know, figure it out. Over at Dr. Karen Trundle's office, that's the doctor that was on Dr. Phil, as we saw from the cover of her book. They're having a little consultation with her, and Larry is being as obnoxious as possible. He is, you know, just kind of like making dumb noises like like during while they're trying to talk and he's standing up and asking about the stuff in the office and and interrupting and just being in and so finally he's asked to step out at which point speaking of impressions he kind of does an early bernie sanders impression as he walks out oh you want to talk kind of yeah you'll leave i'll talk i'll go out here you'll stay in here that's good Uh, so um but really his bernie sanders impression was just like old jewish man impression <laughs> um so he he steps out uh so that dr trundle can talk to loretta in private in the waiting room he first of all runs into mr trundle that's one thing that he did in in the doctor's office is he picked up a picture and remarked on the amazing head of hair that he had and then takes offense when she says, yes, he was blessed follically. And so he's like, oh, so I'm bald. I'm not blessed. I'm unblessed. I see. <laughs> I see how it is in another way of being obnoxious. So he runs into Mr. Trundle and also Dean Weinstock, who was his former next door neighbor. We haven't seen him, have we? No, not in a while. I know. I, so we have. Have we seen him? Wait, have we seen him before? Wait, is he the guy yeah. from the, the Wire? Oh, my so. gosh. That's right. Yeah, because that was the Wire from the next door neighbor that they wanted to. Wow. I, I was like, what have we seen this neighbor He's before? He's like the season one. Yeah, neighbor. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. They brought him back. Wow. Uh, so yeah, he runs into Dean Weinstock, his former neighbor, and as he goes in for a hug, Dean's glasses get crushed because he had him on like a little rope uh, around his neck, and so he, you know, he kind of brushes by this. He's like, oh, that's okay. I'll send you a bill. So how are you and Cheryl doing? What do you have to? And Larry's like, wait, <laughs> why are you going to send me a bill? Because they're your glasses. They're on your neck. You're responsible for them. And Dean says that Larry was the hug instigator. And it was an, an overcompensation for not recognizing Dean immediately. And so he overcompensated on the greeting rather than just going for a handshake. He's like, no, you said, hey, and your arms were open. That was the hug. You were initiating the hug. And I will. I like Dean's argument. I could see. I mean, it, it plants a seed of reasonable doubt in my mind. But because I know Larry, I'm like, Larry wouldn't instigate a hug. What are you talking about? I'm like, wait a second. To make it seem like he, to make someone like him might have a reason to dislike him. Like they forgot, he forgot who he was or he forgot his name or whatever. Um, that In that case, Larry would, he might instigate a hug. So I don't know. But they fight over it until Dean reveals that he has cancer. And then Larry surrenders immediately and just goes back to his demeanor. Larry's demeanor was very much like Barley tonight who 
he lost the argument immediately and it just goes and slumps down in a chair and pulls out a magazine because he didn't have a phone. But like, if you start winning, I'll sit down and pick up a magazine immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he did. I have no problem reading this magazine. <laughs> I love magazines. On the drive home, Larry talks up the doctor even more. He continues to talk up Dr. Trundle, saying he got a pretty, pretty good vibe. A pretty, pretty, pretty good vibe from that doctor. And Larry just trying to reinforce, like, you know what? No matter what that doctor says, I think you should do it. Whatever. It seems like she's really got, because he knows what she's going to say. And so he's really trying to reinforce with Loretta that that she should do what she says. Uh, And Loretta wants to go to her lecture tomorrow, which Larry is down with. Uh, So back at home... Richard Lewis is at the door, and he tells Larry that he killed another relationship. And I like this series runner where the person Richard Lewis is with is always the one. Like he's any new girl he's with, he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is the oh, one." Yeah. I mean, this is the one. He- head over yeah. heels, absolutely <laughs> mad in love. Absolutely, yeah. This one's special. And even when Larry calls him out, on he's like, "The last ten were special." What do you mean? He's like, "Yeah, not like this." I didn't know what special was. This one's special. Like he, he he has to talk himself into it. Like okay, is anybody that, anybody that puts Lewis's peepee in her mouth? That's this that's is the special. one. This is the one. So Larry has to apologize and tell her the truth. And as he says truth, he points at his mouth because we know that Richard Lewis. The story he knows is that Larry has a cold had a cold sore on his mouth. So tell her the truth. And so Larry, he's like the truth. Huh? Okay, and he walks over there, and he's like, you know, the actual truth is, you know, I, I knew that uh, you gave Richard a blowjob on the way over, and so that's why I didn't want. And she's like, what? And so I think it's kind of left ambiguous as to whether that actually happened, because Richard is like, what? no, I blowjob, what's he talking? I never said that. Like, I haven't had one in five years. But no, he said he he said oh. after that I hadn't had one in five years. I got oh. excited, so I told I Jeff. I misunderstood. That's what okay, it was. That yeah. makes a lot more sense. So he 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 blabbed about it because he was yeah, so excited. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so that's why I hadn't had one in five years. Got so excited, had to tell somebody. That was Jeff. And then yeah. she drives off, saying, "Well, it's going to be another five years until you get another one." <laughs> and such a good yeah. End and when line. she said that, I was like, "Oh, so I guess she did," because I had missed the context of the first line. So. It looked like she was trying to play it off, but I guess it all just came out. Oh, boy. Not like, I mean, pun not intended. But so she speeds off, and Richard Lewis and Larry argue, and Larry did not want Richard Lewis's secondhand semen. Um, why did I write down? Why did I, oh, the point. So the reason Larry said, he's like, you pointed at your mouth. That meant blowjob. And Larry's like, and Richard's like, no, I meant the cold sore. Uh, and Larry still thinks like, well, that means blowjob where I'm come yeah. from. He says like the universal sign for blowjob <laughs> is pointing at your mouth. At your mouth. In, in what language? Yeah. In what language, Everybody Larry? knows the universal sign for blowjob is holding a fake cock and putting the to- your tongue in the side of your mouth. And uh, Yeah, that's everybody the sign knows for blowjob, It's ghost blowjob. Not, not, not like... No facial expression, <laughs> mouth closed, and pointing at your lip. I'm going to pull this one for headliner Jeez. and put it on Facebook so my mom definitely hears it. Absolutely, <laughs> please. I'd, li- I'd like to hear what Larry thinks the universal sign for choking is instead of, like, you know, uh, arms crossed, palms, like, on your neck. Like, yeah, <clears throat> who knows? I wonder what he thinks the sign for choking I, is. I don't know. Because <laughs> he definitely doesn't know. Yeah, but he, but he also didn't want... The Richard Lewis's secondhand semen, which I thought was pretty funny, but yeah. I, I I also like the line that uh, Richard uh, Lewis is like, "You can't be gay by proxy. <laughs> yeah, you can't be gay by proxy." It's, I think it's in the Constitution. <laughs> it would have been Jesus funny if our founding fathers. You cannot be gay by proxy. If you Happy if you month. kiss a woman whose mouth has been around a phallus, you are not gay. Uh, and Richard's like, "How am I going to get home now?" And I love Larry's like, "I don't know. Take a bus." <laughs> Uh, and so Larry and Loretta are driving to the doctor's lecture and Larry again is talking up the doctor big time and they start driving behind Mr. Trundle. They see, Hey, there's the doctor. And then they see the doctor's head come up from her husband's lap and Loretta, the trust is gone. Loretta can't trust a doctor who would do that. She doesn't know what to think anymore. And, uh, but she knows that she doesn't want to go to the lecture and she doesn't like this doctor anymore. So over at Dr. Trundle's, Larry is dropping off a check for Dean uh, and his glasses because uh, he's a... Yeah, because he, he has no other yeah. way of knowing how to get a check <laughs> to his former neighbor who probably still lives in the same probably, fucking house. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well drop it there. I didn't think about that. I thought it was odd. I was like... I guess that's his only option. But yeah, I mean, he knows 
he could at least but i don't know maybe that's too much work for larry to to go through might as well drop the check there maybe there's a maybe there's a chance that either someone at the desk never tells dean about it or dean never thinks about it again and doesn't think that the check might be there or something and larry won't have to pay up maybe that was his play uh that's my headcanon anyway i think that's way too much work than the writers expected us to do but he's dropping a check there and the doctor wants to talk to larry uh and she thinks that uh, you know larry is being so obnoxious because he knows that the doctor is going to tell loretta to leave him and that's why he is keeping loretta away like from the lecture the other night and he tells her well you know we were on the way to the lecture but we saw you giving roadhead to your husband and so she wanted to turn around and the doctor makes up i don't know whether this was the story or not she says my cell phone fell and i was reaching down to get it down there and larry doesn't believe her story what do you think do you think there was some roadhead going on or do you think oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) yeah because she did look i mean she didn't she wasn't looking like at herself like oh here it is i have it in my hand i'm looking at it even if we couldn't see it that might be obvious she had yeah because because she comes up and then she goes back down So, and, and that's what Larry mentioned. Like, oh, it was a long time to look for a cell phone. But it, it plays right into Larry's plan, though, because she is more pissed off at Larry than she was before. It was really genius of him to, I mean, he could have not said that story. He was like, and, and played into the, the first thinking like, oh, you're right. Yeah, we didn't go because I don't trust you. And it, that would have worked. But this now she's like actually really genuinely angry at Larry. So much so that she beats him with a copy of her book. <laughs> God damn it. (laughs) She's literally assaulting Larry. So back at home, Larry pulls up as Leon and Alton's wife sneaking out of the house because Alton showed up. He's at the front door as Leon and Alton's wife were hooking up. So uh, Alton's wife hides in Larry's car while Leon shows Alton that nobody's there. Nothing's going on. And Alton's very apologetic for jumping to conclusions. But uh, back outside, his wife's head pops up. As Loretta pulls in right behind Larry. So she thinks there's some vehicular fellatio going on. And then getting back up on the seat. And then then her head came up. And so, you know, cut to Loretta and the family speeding off in a cab. And saying goodbye to Larry forever for cheating on Loretta. Uh, Even Auntie Ray is like, fuck you, Larry, as they leave. Yeah. 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 Auntie Ray's getting in on it, too. Yeah. (laughs) And... This I thought this was a funny reveal that like Leon just walks up <laughs> and oh yeah and then Larry like even <laughs> asks him like L- Larry's like well I guess this means you'll be and Leon continues he just says go and eat in this Chinese food in my fucking room <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then walks by him take my ass inside need my Chinese food in the room in my room yeah he's like okay <laughs> I I just liked that Leon rolled up like oh, what what just happened. I just got here. What do you guys, what what happened? Um, so driving to Michael York's party, uh, Larry comes upon a car accident. Uh, so a car has driven off the road into a fence and a ditch, and it is Jeff and Susie, and Susie was given Jeff Roadhead, and they had an accident, and... <laughs> She's stuck and pinned completely down yeah. on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeff just can't get his seatbelt on. Well, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too <laughs> far into this. But why did Jeff take his entire? Why did he pull his pants all the way down? <laughs> why are his pants down? I mean, you don't need. <laughs> and he was also in like some. I'm like, is Jeff in the no fly zone? Because he was also in like some gym short looking boxer shorts. They were like, they went down <laughs> to his knee. I'm like, what is? What is this? I'm like, you don't need to completely disrobe to get roadhead. That's the pull quote from this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but so, yeah, they're stuck. And Larry, and Jeff is stuck in the um, seatbelt. And so Larry has to go get his exacto knife. He has it in the car and they're so excited. Um, but he does have to get, I told you, I told you any job behind the wheel is dangerous. Uh, but he runs and goes to get the exacto knife. But guess what? It's in plastic. It's like the vacuum sealed, oh, no. molded, plastic, clamshell style, whatever. And so as he is trying to rip into that, just like he did at the beginning of the episode, Frolic starts to play. And that is the end of the episode. Oh, I man. Know. It's almost like Larry would have noticed that it was in plastic when <laughs> yeah. he bought it three fucking days ago. Although no. it was in a brown paper bag. I was surprised, honestly, because he the the guy takes it out of a an exacto knife display case. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, exacto knife. What is this like? <laughs> a, like a special Beverly Hills hardware store where they're like amazing, like <laughs> Tiffany exacto knives. Because it was, and then he gives him one that was in a package. He's not going to give him the display model. 
So I was no, it, it was a shocking reveal not. to me. Um, but I guess Larry he got the bag and then he threw it in the back of the car and forgot about it. I don't know. Um, yeah, he should have he should have felt the bag and gone. Oh, it's in plastic. But but he didn't, and so that's that's where we end up. Uh, do we got any homework this? Yeah, week? I wrote down Last Tango in Paris. Just a little dive on you know the famous food scene and re- the reception of that. Uh, maybe parodies and other stuff, and uh, perhaps the problematic nature was foisted upon the movie later in its uh, lifespan. Okay, okay. What do you like for cover art this week? I mean, it has to be somebody giving Roadhead. It has to be has to be something <laughs> like that. But I mean, there's really only two shots of that. Yeah, there's only like Doctor yeah. Trundle. There's uh, there's Jeff and yeah. Susie. I, I guess you could get Alton's wife and Larry. That's not a good. That's not a good shot though. No, unless Loretta's the back of Loretta's head or something is in it. You know, from her point of view. I, it, yeah, I mean, it might be. I don't know. But maybe there's maybe there's nothing there. Maybe it doesn't have to be vehicular fellatio. It could be Larry recoiling from Bevan's kiss. Oh, that yeah. would be good. That's good <laughs> because that still has to do with the title of the episode. Yeah, you know, it's it's the uh, the comeuppance hey. that one must pay after vehicular fellatio. <laughs> yeah, you know, I forgot to mention that this episode has one of my favorite curb your enthusiasm gifts, which is when the doctor asks to for some private time with Loretta. Larry does the like hands back hands up in the air hands back oh excuse me motion but he does it silently (laughs) and a little bit bigger each time and he does it like a million times in a row and that is i know i've seen that and oh wait you know there it is i'm gonna send it to you there we go yeah it's it's one of my favorite gifts that pop up when you just search for so it's i understood i understand is the um the words that pop up on it but uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite gifts that pop up when you just search Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I've seen this. Understood. Understood. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, let's see what we can do about this okay. description. So we had Larry deliberately tries to annoy Loretta against the advice of a renowned doctor and dooms Richard Lewis's new relationship. I kind of like the second part. What, and dooms Richard Lewis's new yeah. relationship? But the I first do, part, I mean, you see does. my problem with the first part, right? Is that he, the the doctor doesn't give Larry this advice, and I feel like that's what it makes it seem like. You know that like mm. it is like they go to the doctor prior, and yeah. the doctor tells Larry, "You need to not annoy her, or her cancer's not going to yeah. get better." It's like against a doctor's overall advice to everybody in the world. So it's like it, it it's true in as it's written, but not in spirit. Uh, the spirit of the, what actually happens in the episode. So what's the first part again? Larry deliberately tries to annoy Loretta against the advice of a renowned doctor. I mean, I don't even know if we need to work the doctor into it, but we might. Larry deliberately tries to annoy Loretta. I mean, we don't even have to say try. I mean, he pretty much does. So let's just clear. Let's just buy ourselves another word and say Larry uh, deliberately annoys Loretta. Maybe we move against against a doctor's. What's another word for like thesis? But I don't think, you know, kind of is, but hypothesis yeah against a doctor's contention supposition against a doctor's opinion well theory like counter to a doctor to counter well no not to counter but counter to a doctor's theory larry deliberately annoys loretta i don't like that but but it's it's a step in the right direction i feel like in oh wait what in opposition what in opposition to uh larry deliberately tries to annoy loretta against the advice of a renowned doctor is what yeah but like in opposition of a, it's too long. But in opposition of a renowned doctor's theory, Larry tries to. Larry deliberately annoys Loretta because we can take tries out and and save you know save that. Larry deliberately annoys. I mean, what if we just go cut right to the like? Larry annoys Loretta. This is too long. But Larry annoys Loretta. So a renowned doctor will tell her to leave him. But like that's what that's the crux. We don't need to dance around it with like the advice yeah. of a doctor. But yeah, I. <sighs> I don't hate it, but you're right. It's so. Way what about too long. Um, so? So a doctor. Okay, Larry annoys Loretta, so a doctor will split them up. Or <laughs> Larry annoys Loretta, so a doctor will advise her to leave. I mean, that's. I know it's still too long, but I mean, that's the. That's that's it. I mean, I don't know if I can make it any shorter. What do you think? Do we just leave it, or do we do we make I, it long? No. One, one, one more time. What did you have? What did Larry you have? annoys Loretta, so a doctor will tell her to leave. <sighs> I know it's yeah, it's not. I, Perfect, not, but who among us is? Yeah. <laughs> is it better? 
that's where we need to land. Not perfect, just better. I do think yeah. it's better. Despite its length. Is that what you're saying? That you can live with it? Yeah, I I, I can live with it. I can live with it being long for yeah. one week. And I don't think it's too much longer. It's like two or three words, no. three or four words, it's four good. or five words. It's good. <laughs> All right, Tim, did you like this episode? Yeah, you know, this was a fine average episode. I think my you know estimation of it even rose a little bit more talking about it. But as I was watching it, I just felt like this is a great average episode of Curb. It, it ends the way it starts, which I always appreciate. It, it it deals with kind of one topic throughout, and that's vehicular fellatio. That that keeps popping up, ha, 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 throughout the run of the... It's like a running gag, ha, 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 through the whole, yeah. <laughs> through the whole episode. And, and I always... <laughs> I just got what you did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted to stop myself, but I was like, you know what? Just, just, just go with it. Yeah. Tim, that part was a mouthful. <laughs> Okay, that one that one was too much. Um, and and I like when jokes continue to do that through the run of an episode. And so yeah, but it, this was just an average episode for me. This is just a great <laughs> middle baseline episode, but it's it's building a good season. What about you? Yeah, any 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 ranking for it? I don't I don't anything? think so. I don't think I can. But this okay. is you know I'll measure all future episodes against this one and go. Was it better than the average? See. See that that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking as well. I think this is going to be like the the yeah. litmus test of season yeah. 7. Like they've got to be better than this episode. So for that for for that I'm going to give it a star mm, low for smart. now. Um just because like I want to I want to remember that I did like yeah. this episode and I, I want to like have have a barrier. You know, if I don't think it's better than uh vehicular fellatio, it's not getting anything. Yeah. If I think it's better, then it's possibly getting a full stop. I'm adding a new symbol to my library. I drew a bell curve, and I drew an arrow right in the middle of the bell curve. <laughs> oh, I was really hope- hoping it was going to be uh, emoji with an open mouth and then the hand holding symbol. Yeah. Yes, I drew a stick. I do. I drew stick figures getting roadhead <laughs> to remind myself that I liked this episode. I tell you, what, I'm going to text you that. Uh, sequence of emojis so you can just copy and paste it into your notes well i have to draw it remember it because i take written notes that's right that's right god damn it all right well hey next week we have got season seven episode three the reunion original air date october 4th 2009 and if you are looking at tv guide that night you're gonna see larry resists jeff's suggestion to do a seinfeld reunion special until he figures out a compelling personal reason to do which so, which we already know, I think. Which, yeah, which we already know. Uh, Larry waits for everything until he has <laughs> a compelling personal yeah. reason to do it. I mean, can we add any more words to that synopsis, though? That tease is I like don't fucking think so. That's like a full. Those are like full sentence. Like there's no word economy used at all. Like Jeff Garland and Larry De- or what's his name, Jeff, whatever it is in the thing. Jeff, um, Je- Jeffrey Green, yeah, Jeffrey and Green, Larry Lawrence David, David. <laughs> yeah. Lawrence Davis, Jeffrey Green, who is Larry David's manager, advises him to do a reunion of the sitcom that he started on NBC in the '90s, Seinfeld. Larry David does not initially want to do it, but then he comes up with a compelling. I'm like. Jeez, we're gonna have no problem making that better. <laughs> just shorten, just like dropping a couple of uh, conjunctions or whatever. So, um, all right, as you can as you can hear, we're gonna see some familiar faces, Ted. I think very soon, if not this episode coming up. But so, all right, is that it? Yeah, I think that is it. All right, for no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. <laughs> <laughs>